Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. Hey guys, and welcome to the happy hour. My name is Jamie Ivy, and I'm your host, and I'm so glad that you're here. The happy hour is basically an hour of happiness, is what I like to call it. No, really, it's just me and a girlfriend chatting about our lives, what's going on in the world. But each time you're going to find something in there that you can relate to and that you can love. And so a lot of people say they feel like they are sitting down with girlfriends to chat, and that's exactly how I want you to feel. So thank you for joining me today. Today's guest on the happy hour is my friend Sarah. Sarah and I met this past fall at the Influence Conference, and she is the author of a new book just out called Just Rise Up. On this podcast, we talk about a lot of lighthearted stuff, but we also get serious. We talk about how it's hard to talk with our kids about things that are important, things like sex and all kinds of stuff in the world. It's hard for us to talk to them about, but how we need to. We talk about our love languages with our husbands. You'll also notice that we talk about Santa Claus and Christmas, and we recorded this podcast a while ago. So forgive the talk of Elf on the Shelf, if you will, even though it's springtime when you're listening to this. I want to say thank you guys for listening. I love to see your comments on the blog or on iTunes, and I just want to say thank you so much for spreading the word about the Happy Hour podcast. Thank you, Liz, for leaving a comment on iTunes. She said, this podcast is so awesome. I love being introduced to all your amazing guests as well as the book recommendations. I subscribe to a lot of podcasts, but the happy hour is one of my favorites. Thanks for an awesome podcast, Jamie. Liz, thank you so much for listening, and thank you for your comment. It means a lot. If you like the podcast, I'd love it if you subscribed over on iTunes. You can just look it up in your smartphone under Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy, and then subscribe, and it'll be there every time you need a new show. Thanks, guys. Here is my friend Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the happy hour. Hey, Jamie. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad that we are finally making this work because we have emailed and canceled and redone a lot. So I'm so glad you're here. Oh, I'm, I'm really excited. I've been listening to your other podcasts, and you have some really cool friends. Uh, I always say that this is by far the best thing I've ever been able to do. And I really, until I started doing this, I was like, man, I do have a lot of great friends. This is great. You do. You do. I love the one that you just did with Jamie. Is it Jamie Wright? No. What's her last name? Yes. Jamie Wright. Jamie Wright. Yes. Oh, my word. I was like, it was like, I was just sitting there with you guys and I wanted to be your best friend forever. Like uh, That is, you know, a lot of people, when they say that what they love about the happy hours, that they do feel like they're just hanging out with friends. And that's exactly what I want it to be. So I love it when I hear that. Cool. Well, I just need you to know I washed my hair just for you in this audio podcast. That's so fun. Yeah, I normally actually, when I record these via Skype, I enjoy doing them via video because mm-hmm. it keeps me, my mind doesn't, you know, you know, if you're just doing audio, your mind can wander or you'll see something right. in the house that you need to work on or whatever. <laughs> um, but I just cannot get myself together this morning. And so we're just doing audio. This is You perfect. don't need to see this this morning. <laughs> no, I only said that because I haven't washed my hair since uh, Saturday. So you so... are one of the people that can do that. Um, well, well, in my mind, I think I can. <laughs> Did it look good up until today? Cause I have um, some friends that cannot wash their hair for days and it looks wonderful. 
it's one of those things where if I swoop it up in the ponytail the right way, I can get away with it. Um, I just, it's an ordeal to me. It's not like I have thick hair or it takes forever. I just, I've gotten lazy about it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to do better. Yeah. I chopped my hair off in February, maybe. It was pretty long before then. And the one thing I loved about my short hair was that, hey, it didn't take me as long to fix it. And I fixed it more often. Right. Now that my hair is long enough to go in a ponytail, it's in a ponytail every day. I mean, it's too easy. It's too easy. Even if I fix it, it ends up in a ponytail. Oh, yeah. Oh, same thing. I mean, I just, I, I have this one little way I've swooped it. I've worn it like this for years. And I feel like um, any day now, one of those like makeover shows is going to like <laughs> pop show out. Show up at your house. <laughs> be like, girlfriend, you've got to do something. You've got to let go of the swoop. Yes. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, I have a girlfriend who has curly hair, and literally, I kid you not, she can go like 10, 12 days without washing her hair. Oh, my. Oh, wow. Yeah, then I start smelling myself. So, I, yeah, I've uh, something funny over the last, oh, was it last year or last spring? A girlfriend of mine, so sweet, her, her dad had been going through cancer. So, she herself was trying to, you know, clean up her life as far as clean eating uh-huh. and all the natural stuff. And so, she got a couple of her friends including myself, on board with doing the apple cider vinegar yes, yes. Uh, and, and baking soda in your hair. And it was amazing. I mean, it was, it was really good. But then again, I don't wash my hair every day. And every time I worked out, I would smell this apple cider vinegar. And I just was so afraid I would, like, everybody else would smell it too. So that didn't last for too long. But my hair was pretty amazing with the apple cider vinegar. You know, I've always <laughs> wanted to try something like that. Maybe you'll give me the boost to try that. Just try it. People say that if you actually quit washing your hair, that it will get used to that and that our body will create the oils that it needs to clean it out and all kinds of stuff. It's just getting there. Right. Well, my deal was with the vinegar and then the baking soda, you don't get like the lather in Mm -hmm. your hair. Yeah. And so for a while, I just felt like I, after a while, I just felt like I needed to just get back to my shampoo. Yeah. I do like the lather, although I've been buying a lot of shampoo these days that are supposed to be better for you, and they don't lather. It's true. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. So I kind of let it go. I don't have a lot yeah. of lather. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Interesting. Okay, Sarah, you and I met this fall at the Influence Conference. Yes. Um, And I just got to know you, and you actually know a friend of mine, Jessica Honiger. Yes. Oh, so that was like a funny story. That was our little connection, kind yes. of. Yes. Yes, I ran it. I saw Jennifer prepping um, uh, Jessica. I'm sorry, uh-huh. I had Jennifer in my head. I said I saw Jessica prepping for her speaking, um, her breakout session, and I just kept walking past her. I was like, I know her. I know. I know her. And yeah, we went to high school together, and our moms know each other. And but she's a little bit, a few years ahead of me, uh-huh. and I haven't been home around like the high school crowd in forever. So you know, you kind of lose track oh, of for sure. Yes, of what people look like as they grow up. Uh-huh. You know? So, yeah, but it was so fun connecting with you because Jessica, you know, stopped and talked to me and and you were right there. Yeah, and Jessica and I were there together. We're friends in real life and we live in Austin together. And so that was our little connection. And so you're from San Antonio, I take it. I am. I'm a, I always say I'm a Texas girl at heart that's transplanted to North Carolina. I hear you. That's okay. We'll still claim you. Like, you know, Texas people, they claim they're Texas people. I will not. Yes. I cannot. Like when I had to give up my Texas license, (laughs) 
Um, it was, it was kind of, it wasn't, it wasn't a big, huge thing, but I had that little bit of part of me. Like, <laughs> it's like, you're taking so that funny. little part of me. So funny. Well, you'll have to go back and listen to Jessica on the podcast. She was one of my, one of my very first guests. She's okay, awesome. I'll yeah. Totally do that. Love her so much and love everything Noonday does. It's so oh, wonderful. Definitely. Beautiful. Um, so tell me, tell everyone that's listening a little bit about you. Like who is Sarah Martin with your kids and your husband and all that kind of stuff. Oh, um, I knew you were going to ask this. I should have prepared more. Um, let's see. So like I said, I'm from Texas originally and I went to Texas A&M. I'm always proud to say that because there are Aggies everywhere. And every, anyone that's <laughs> listening that's a Texas, that's an Aggie, they just went whoop or whatever Ooh, y'all do. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They just did that in the car when you said that. Exactly. And so, hi. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> um, no. So my husband used to be in the army. And he was an officer in the army. And uh, right when the first Iraq kind of push into Baghdad started, he got deployed. And so we were actually moved to North Carolina at Fort Bragg. And we've since stayed here. And so I love North Carolina, but I'm still a Texas girl. And um, so I have one son. He's six years old. And I am, it's, it's funny. I, it's funny. Those, I am this, I am that, uh-huh, right? All but I'll go ahead wear. and say it. No, um, I'm a, I'm an author uh-huh. and I am, like I said, a mom and a wife. Um, I do some mentoring. So I like to say that I'm a mentor cause I love hanging out with my, my girls that I mentor. And I also love to say I'm a wannabe artist. I, I love like, that. I like to dabble in paint and just getting my hands messy and that's so fun so it's a wannabe thing like uh, not a true thing but a is it like a release for you like a, a creative yes. release yes yes um at first when I started like spending extra time on this hobby I tried to um to explain it away you know there's all this extra time and spending money on all the supplies I tried to explain it away that it was using like a different part of my brain. So therefore my writing would be more creative. Which I have to be true, right? Well, you, you would hope so with all the money that I've spent <laughs> right. on art supplies. But uh, it's really, honestly, it's just a world where I can get away from anybody talking about book sales or latest mm-hmm. marketing, you know, events, which I love. But it's just, a, like you said, a release. That's and good. Uh, and it's kind of color therapy. I like bright colors. So that's so fun. Well, your book cover has bright colors on it. Yes. <laughs> did you get to have a lot of say in that? I did. I um it was one of those things where I'd worked with the team before um for my first book, and they and I kind of had an idea of where I wanted to go with it. And I think they just knew me well enough to know that I would not like go for like any kind of muted, uh-huh. you know, serene kind of thing. I mean, this cover is like pink and orange. Like, yes. Yeah. It's kind of bright, but it's, you know, it's, it's great me. though. It's you. Like I look at it and I'm like, Oh, that's Sarah's book. Thank you. Thank so you. tell everyone that's listening, you have a book out that's called just rise up. Is this your only book or do you have other books? So just rise up is my second book. Okay. And my first book, um, when I started out my ministry several years ago, I had, I still do, but I, I had such a heart for the young 20 somethings. Mm -hmm. And so my first book is called stress point thriving through your twenties in a decade of drama. Mm. And since then I started kind of expanding my ministry because 
um, and my writing audience because I have my 30-something girlfriends who wouldn't read my first book mm-hmm. and because so, they didn't want to be reminded they weren't in their 20s anymore. Right, right. And so I just decided, you know, I want a book that my mom can fill, you know, my mom can read, my girlfriends can read. Um, and so I really expanded the audience with Just Rise Up. So fun. And so tell us uh, the little short elevator pitch of what is Just Rise Up. Yes. So Just Rise Up the official tagline is a call to make Jesus famous. And it's based on Psalm 145, where it says one generation will proclaim his fame to the next. So I go literally verse by verse through Psalm 145 as we cultivate a lifestyle of praise Mm -hmm. with a humble posture before the Lord. So we got to bow down to him alone before we rise up and make him famous. Um, And also um, living with a kingdom perspective, uh, with his agenda first and foremost, and then also influencing others to rise up and make Jesus famous. Themselves. I love it. And when did you, re- you, when did it come out? So it came out October 7th okay. with um, the inscribed brand out of Thomas Nelson. Gotcha. And um, I'm just really excited about it. It's, it's a, um, it was a tough message for me to write because it was, mm-hmm. it was just, I, I was, I was, adamant about if I was going to type it out, I had better have lived it out. For sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so as I'm like challenging my readers and kind of real life applications, I'm like, am I doing this myself? Mm-hmm. You know? And so yeah. I real I grew myself as, as we, as I wrote this. So I've, I've heard, I've often, oftentimes I've heard writers say that they, when they write something, it is, it's out of the overflow of what God's already done in them and doing in them, which I think right. is, it's, I mean, when I look at my life and I think about what, what do I talk about? What do I write about? It's always that it's always the overflow of what God's doing in me. Right. And, and, and anybody can really, you know, do ministry with a message that, that God's put in their life. They don't have to write it out or mm-hmm. blog it out or publish it. Um, that's kind of what the whole behind the, me- you know, the message behind just rise up is that we all have ministry with our life. If we are open to allowing God to, work through us and in us and then share about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just, you know, we don't have to be, you know, an author or a blogger or a writer. I mean, we just have to be willing to share. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah. fun. Well, I can't wait to read it. It's on my list. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I, and girl, I know you've got a lot of good books on your list. So I love to read. I, I was just telling you. someone else this morning that, um, I don't know if, if you can relate to this at all, but for reading for me is it happens a lot in the summer and on vacation, but during the school year, it's harder for me to get through books. Um, and so I don't know why that is, but I read a lot of books this summer and then I like put the brakes on or something. I don't know what happened. Well, it's hard when you've got, you know, so many hats to wear and and things on your brain (laughs) during the school year. Mm -hmm. And for me, reading is, it is like a, an outlet but for some reason, it's easier for me to do that in the summer when my kids are around. Because if they're playing at the park or they're outside, I can oh, read yeah. while they're doing that. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyhow, but it's on my list. I can't wait to, get to, to dive you. into it. I can't Thank wait you. at all. It's so fun. So I was looking at your blog a couple of days ago, and you do something called The List. Yes. Which is on Fridays. You just post a couple of different questions, and then you answer them, and you ask people to play along and answer in the comments as well. Yes. So I have a couple of questions for you. Oh, oh gosh. The tables are turned. The tables have you. turned. <laughs> I spin like, I like rack my brain about these. Like I want them to be like fun and random. And then 
Ooh, the tables are turned. Okay. Well, so I found a really good website where you can get a lot of questions. I'll share with you Ooh, later. Please do. Don't think I came up with these on my own. Um, okay. So I'm going to ask you a couple of just get to know you questions and then just a handful of what ifs. Okay. Sarah, so what ifs? chore do you absolutely hate doing? Oh, putting up the laundry. Like oh, I don't, yeah. I don't mind folding the laundry because I do things like listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I did that the other day with your podcast, the happy hour. Yeah. But it's a matter of like going and putting them everywhere. Like you've gotten so far of getting all the laundry done and it's just so defeating this last yes. of putting it away. Where, now tell me this, where do you fold laundry? Oh, on the guest bed. Okay. See, that's fine. I fold laundry in one or two places, normally on our couch. And so, <gasps> so you have to put it up. That's why I do it there. Yes. Because what happens is when I do it on our bed, I will fold it all and it has piles everywhere. And then you know what happens when it's time to get in bed? I just move mm -hmm. those piles to my desk. Yeah. I don't put them up. Nope. Why would I do that? Just move right. them. But when yeah. it's on the couch, all, all of my kids have a little area and then they put their own up. So you're that almost there to have your son put up his own laundry. Oh yeah. yeah, no, I'm totally there. It's just a matter of I put it in the guest room so I can shut the door and I hear not see it. But that's such a good idea. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm totally doing that. Now the chore that I absolutely hate doing probably unloading the dishwasher. Oh really? Oh, I hate just, it. How come? I have no idea why. There's no rhyme or reason. I just hate doing it. Now I want to be the one to load it because I have a certain way. Okay. Okay. See, I'm the opposite. My husband has his little like way. My brain just doesn't work that way of like fitting logistically mm -hmm. the right bowls in the right place. Right. So I don't mind unloading. Oh, oh crazy, crazy. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Um, okay, what is your favorite time of the day? My favorite time of the day, you... 
it's got to be after my workout. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like after I've like, yeah, I, so I get my son to school and then I do my, don't think I'm like any kind of crazy workout. It's only like 25 minutes. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but after my workout, then I really have like my energy kind of like spent and then I can like sit down and, and pray and sit with the Lord and, and read and stuff like that. So it's got to be kind of mid morning. That's about like eight o'clock, eight thirty. Yeah. Where yeah. do you work out at home or at a gym? Oh yeah. No, I work at a home. I've got a whole workout room. Okay. That's kind of like our storage room. So I'm like uh-huh. working around like these Love boxes it. that yeah. need to be put up. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, I do videos. Okay. I do. I like videos. Perfect. I probably have two favorite times of the day. Oh. Number one would be after I take my kids to school and I sit down with my coffee, kind of like you. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. sit down with my Bible and my journal and just sit and then start working. And it's just like, it's quiet. And yes. I love days when I don't have to go somewhere right from dropping off the kids. Yes. Because when I have to do that, I feel like the whole day is spent. And so I love just coming back home. And then my second favorite time of the day is if Aaron's cooking and we're all outside. It's just like, it. I'm just happy. Like, oh, that is just, fun. I'm happy. It just makes me happy to have everybody outside playing, Aaron cooking, glass of wine. It's like, this is the life right here. I you love take it. take a deep breath. And the just sit. Over. Yes. Yeah. And look around and be like, this is my family. I love it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's it. Um, okay. If you um, could, okay, let, let me pick a good one. Here you go. If you could choose to say a certain age forever, what age would it be? Um... You know what? I'm going to have to say, I, I'm, I'm going to have to say like right now, like I'm 35 uh-huh. and <laughs> this year, um, I had my girlfriend who's a photographer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we planned it like ages in advance. Cause I, I had this brainstorm. Um, well, let me back up. So I had this big thing about like my younger girlfriends making these bucket lists of what they want to do before they're 30. Yes. I get so angry because I'm like, life doesn't end at 30. Uh, in fact, 30s are fantastic. That's the truth. It really is. Yes. Yeah. And so, I mean, I've, I have lectured so many of my mm-hmm. girlfriends on that. And so this year, I told my, my friend Tori, who's my photographer, and I said, look, this is what we're doing. You know how on Pinterest all or wherever, anywhere, um, all the moms put the kids with the chalkboards yes. of I'm in first grade, uh-huh. I'm in second grade. So this year I got a bunch of balloons and I was like, I, we are doing this up. 35 is something to be celebrated, not to be dreaded. And so I, she took my picture with a little, look who's 35 sign. <laughs> like I was five years old. That's so fun. <laughs> Did you write like what you want to be when you grow up or anything? <laughs> you know what? That would have been even like better. No, I was just more concerned of like putting the sign in the right way. So like it was covering the right area. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you're 35. <laughs> Believe exactly. me. Yes. Exactly. No, That's but so 30, funny. 35 is, I mean, I don't have it figured out. Uh, and I'm by far not, you know, where I, I don't know. I just, I just love, I yeah. love the maturity level. Um, yeah. And I love to be able to like that. I then like, I can be like, I can work, work when I work out, my knees might be cracking a little bit, but I know like it's coming. Right. It's like, even worse. But they're still holding you up right now. <laughs> exactly. I hear you. I know. I was thinking but about you. that too. And I'm like, I really love, I, I love my age. I'm 36 and I love this point in our life. Our kids are our oldest is almost 11 and our youngest just yeah. turned seven. So I feel like we're in this kind of this 
the sweeter spot with them, you know, where they're pretty much self-sufficient for the most part. And, but yet we're also about to start like teenager stuff, which on one hand, I'm super excited about it because Aaron and I, I think that we're going to really enjoy teenagers more than we have like preschool kids, but also it comes with a huge responsibility and all kinds of oh stuff my. for teenagers. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is kind of like daunting for me. Oh yeah. But I think, I mean, I like now, I honestly think that I'm going to really enjoy my forties as well because my kids will be older and I don't know. It just, I'm not afraid of getting older. I don't yeah. think so. I think, I don't know. I just, I just, I don't like the whole idea of, of, um, dreading when mm-hmm. you're turning these ages because each year has something it has its challenges. And if we allow the Lord to, you know, God doesn't waste anything. So any, any, any challenges that come along, he's going to use for our maturity, for his ultimate purposes. And so I just, I don't know, there's something about getting, you know, going through life and, and learning something from each year and then letting that build up and, and, you know, being intentional with your, with where you are right now. Yeah. It's it's so true. It really is. Cause I'm like, even thinking when you're saying that, I'm like, I have like a list of things that I want to accomplish before, before I'm 40 and I have four years, but, <laughs> but to me, it doesn't seem like, Oh, that's the end. If I, I mean, I'll have to get, this oh, good. Done. you know what I mean? It doesn't right. feel like that. It just feels like, Oh, I have setting it's like goals. a timeline. It's like a goal. Like, okay, four yeah. years until I'm 40. What can I do in those four years? You know, right. Right. What could so I accomplish? Goals yeah. Goals are good. Yeah. I just think it's a matter of when you're, when you think that like, you know, life is going to be like life is ending. It's not going to be any fun once you're, at a certain age. Which is so not true. No. Right. Because everyone that's in their 40s is like 40s awesome and 50s is awesome. Oh, no. You know, it's great. Yeah. yeah. It's so wonderful. I mean, like, look at like, you know, Jennifer Aniston. Uh, yeah. all of, <laughs> They're yeah. looking pretty darn good these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If only we could have everybody they have in their world. That is true to, to me. Make that's them look that way. That's a whole different conversation. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah, Which speaking of, did you watch the American Music Awards? Oh. On Sunday night? I, what, um, no, okay, good. I you, Sunday night. No, you didn't miss anything. If you, if you had watched it, I wanted to chat with you about it, but. Oh, I, I'm one of those things. What were, oh, I think I was painting that night. Good for <laughs> and, you. It was much better. Stuff. No, I'm still a TV freak. Don't let me, like, I, I watched too much TV, but I think that was a night where I needed to finish a little project. So wonderful. I recorded it and went back and like skimmed through it the next day. And I was just appalled. I, I really oh, oh, was oh. appalled and saddened by women that were on the stage. It was really awful for me. I yeah. hated it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. we're, we're music people. Like, you know, my husband's a musician yeah, but, and, right. and we, we let our kids listen to all kinds of music. We're not just like they listen to Christian music. And I really thought there's not really one performance on this show so far that I would want my seven-year-old daughter to watch. Right. And good thing you weren't letting her watch live, right? Right. I mean, we had watched some of it the previous night and, you know, we don't really watch live TV in our house for obvious reasons because you never know what's going to come on. Right. And and something started to come on and I just started fast forwarding and my kids were like, why can't we watch this? I'm like, it's just really inappropriate. This is just, right. well, nope, we're not doing this. You know, I have boys and there's uh, women dancing, yeah. just so vulgar and inappropriate. I'm just like, God, ladies, what are we doing? Right. Well, there's two sides of that conversation because you, you're like, am I ready? I we're not ready for these conversations that ensue once they view these things. Mm-hmm. And then it's the flip side of you just want to have a conversation with that, that sweet, you know, sweetheart mm-hmm. on the stage, yes. you know, speaking to her heart. Yeah. Uh, it's that fine balance really of what, how you're feeling before when you, when you see that, cause 
you know, you, you see her heart and you want to, you want to, you know, yeah. speak to her. Yeah, it's so, and it's, and I see when I see something like that, I see my different feelings of being a mom of boys and being a mom of a girl. Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah. So when I'm watching it, I think about my boys and I'm like, I don't want them to see this for a couple of reasons because no woman in their life is ever going to live up to what's happening on right. this stage right now. Like, right. I've never danced like that for Aaron. <laughs> Maybe I should. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I don't look like that and my body doesn't move that way. You know what I mean? Right. And so right. like that expectation their wife can never meet that. Right. I mean, I guess unless they marry Jennifer Lopez, I have no idea, but you do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's hard. And then I look think of it through the eyes of having a daughter and I'm like, I don't want her to think that this is how she has to right, portray her body. That level of expectation. Yeah. And then that, I mean, our bodies can do so many, they can do things that are not, that they can attract men in certain ways that can be useful in a marriage and not useful when you're not married, you know? And so I'm just like, exactly. oh, I don't want my daughter to think that this is why God gave us the parts of our body that he did, you know? Well, but it's good that you're intentional about that and so that you can have a, a meaningful conversation yes. with her when the time is right. Mm -hmm. Because think about how many moms don't have those conversations. And that's why we have some of the problems that we do. I mean, there's, there's a lot more reasons than that, but I mean, it's just a good kind of reminder that we have to be so intentional because we can't, you know, we can't stop things from like the CMAs happening. Exactly. Um, yeah. But because it is, that's, that's life. Right. I mean, that's life where we mm -hmm. live now. Yeah. Um, we can prepare our kids for that. Yeah. And if I've um, learned anything, my oldest is 10 and in the past six months, I think what I have learned the most in parenting is that they're thinking about stuff, even if they don't say anything. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, seriously, I am telling all of my friends, if your kids aren't asking you questions, it's not because they don't think about it. It's because right. they just don't feel comfortable asking you. And so right. Aaron and I have learned over the past six months that we just, we have to be intentional with our children. We cannot assume that A, they don't know about something or B, they don't care about it. Right, right. Because their little brains, they, they do know about it, especially if they're around other kids, you know, and and they have all these questions and they just don't know how to bring it to their parents. And so for us, we're just like, man, we got to talk about these things. And so even after the, after we were watching some of it, it brought up discussion right there about why was I fast forwarding? And it allowed us to have a conversation about it, you know? Right. So, I mean, that's the tricky part because we have to be on our game all the time. You know? all all the time. time. Yes. And I mean, like right now I'm kind of still in that little sweet spot of, mm -hmm. you know, my son is a very young six year old and yeah. his class. And so I don't know. Sometimes just the idea of letting him watch uh, rescue bots and yes. um, and stuff, but it's coming, and we have to be on our game. Um, yeah. So, do you just ask your kids, you know, or do you just bring up these topics that you feel like you know is going you going through their head, or you know, how do y'all tackle that? Yeah, I mean, we are learning day to day, and again, there are people ahead of us that we I'm constantly asking them questions, saying, "Please yeah. tell me what to do." But yeah. you know, if if our kids have asked us about something and then we've discussed it, what we've learned the most is that we cannot expect that that answered their question and they're never going to wonder that same question again. Right. So for us, if they ask us a question, I mean, we'll just about sex. Like we talk with our kids about sex. They've all been read the books, all of them. And so for us, we could have easily been like, well, we already told them we don't need to talk about it anymore. Right. That's just not true because kids think about how many times you have to tell your kids something before they understand. Oh it. my word. A million, <laughs> a million. And so for us, we're just like, and about anything, you know, 
we're just like, if they're still having questions and every year they get more age appropriate questions. Right, right. And so it's like, you have to expand on what you told them, you know, six months ago in a different way. And that's, what's even a little bit more difficult for me. Like we just had a conversation last night with our son where I, my husband started talking with him about something and I was right there in the room, which I'm perfectly fine with, but I was a little uncomfortable, but I had to just do it because this is my son and I value right. his purity and I value his heart way more than I value me being uncomfortable. Right. And so it was a little difficult, but I want my kids to be able to talk to me, you know? And so to, to let them know, Hey, I know about these things that you're hearing from your friends. This isn't the first time I've heard this word. So let's just talk about it, you know? Right. Right. Oh, it's, and we have to be like, be ready. Like, do you find that some of these topics come in, come up in the car? Um, yes. And I'm <laughs> oh always my- like, can we wait till your sister's out of the car until we <laughs> talk about this in our house? That's how I'm always like, ah, she's seven. Come on now. Oh my gosh. I, it's one of those things. They come out of like nowhere. nowhere. Sometimes That's mm-hmm. why I say we've got to be on our game. Mm-hmm. Um, the other day, my son, we were just driving and you know, it's, it's just me and him in the car. So I'm usually, unless we have friends. And so, um, you know, we're listening to music. We both like to listen, sing to our music. And then all of a sudden it just comes out of nowhere. Mommy, how do babies come out? Oh, I, I, I was like, I was like, um, you know, they just come out of the belly, but, but how do they, and you could hear, you could almost hear his little brain ticking, yes. but how do they come out? Uh-huh. And I started to, you know, I was like, okay, gigs up. I'm like, I just need to like just start, you know, mm-hmm. just give him a little bit just to hold us tight till maybe yeah. the next time this comes. So I gave him a little bit yeah. of like an explanation uh-huh. and, he, and I meant, you know, just mentioned some things and he goes, so what do they dig their way out of the hole? <laughs> You're like, actually, it kind of feels like that. <laughs> and I mean, I just start, and this was me, bad parenting move, bad. Oh. I, I just started dying laughing because it was hilarious and yeah. he was like stop laughing but it was so cute and so funny and he's six years old and right. and his little brain and so I just I had to learn you know like you got to be ready yeah you gotta be ready I know they're wondering yeah and we're the family that we use the words like oh that's good yeah and penis yeah yeah we could probably do a little better about that yeah it's a little awkward sometimes, but they're older now, you know, it's just right. like, whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because now it'd be more awkward, you know, when your 11-year-old is saying, you to know. To learn the, the word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. But the, we also have to have conversations about like, okay, like, remember, this is not something you talk about with your friends. Like, I feel like right. we're having that conversation a lot as well. Right. Because, right. you know, I want them to be comfortable here, but I don't want to get the phone call from the teacher. Oh, you know? man. <laughs> like, at the pool a couple of years ago, Story was pointing out very loudly which kids had vaginas and which ones had penises. Oh, and I'm just no. like, oh my gosh, this is not okay. <laughs> so we had to have that conversation of like, this is like just personal information, you know? Well, yeah. And you also don't want to be like that parent that the teacher's like, what do they talk about exactly. at home? Yes. <laughs> so you want to draw that fine line. <laughs> yep. What's worse, your kid telling everyone about vagina and penises or that Santa's not real? I mean, you oh, know, what is God. it? Who knows? Oh my goodness. Don't uh, even get started on the Santa conversation. Do y'all oh. do Santa? If I were to have my way this year, I would like, I want to be like rip the carpet out from under it right yeah. now. Like, I just want to be done with it. Um, not the gift giving none of, you know, I don't want to be done with the gift giving. I just, um, I don't know. I, mm, I've even gotten the point where the elf on the shelf has only come coming once a once a week this year. <laughs> I've never done the elf on the shelf. And in fact, I was in Target yesterday 
and I apologize to everyone that does it for what I'm about to say, but I was walking around and I saw the elf and I actually said a curse word in my head. And I was like, that <laughs> elf is going to be all over my Facebook feed in about, <laughs> well, what is true. it like five days away that the elf's going to come out? Yeah. When does the elf come out? Um, it well, so technically the elf comes out after Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, in our house, it's from, it's been a kind of a fun thing for my husband and I to do. Like it's been kind of like a bonding thing. Um, I, um, since we decided that this year we'll, we'll do Santa, but we're going to seriously downplay it. Um, we're downplaying, playing the elf too. And so like in me and my like super holy moment, mama moment, you know, like wink, like really wink, wink. We'll Uh see if this plays over. Um, so the elf is coming once a week. It's Uh not coming every day. It's coming every Saturday and the elf is going to bring a Bible verse to memorize. (laughs) That's a Christian elf. (laughs) <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> this is me not trying to like be some kind of pious thing. This is me literally trying to phase the stinking elf mm-hmm. out. Does and your son love it? He he does. Um, he doesn't like freak out about yeah. it. But it's well, this would be fun. a perfect way. I mean, he's not like he's too, he's not old enough to you know. It'll be he, a per- this is a perfect age to age. Yeah, to kind of ease it out. I feel like if we told him about Santa, like, you know, Santa's really mom and dad, but you're still getting presents, like, I think he'll be okay with uh-huh. it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, but don't worry. You're still getting presents. Yeah. You know, I just, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm tired of it just being like in my face mm-hmm. about, you know, the Santa stuff. And I just want to just, I know everybody says this every year. I just want to simplify things. Yeah. And, um, you know, when we were doing like, I was another holy moment, mama moment kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, wink, wink. Um, at, at, um, Easter, you know, of course we did the Easter. I mean, I still kind of feel shameful about this, you know, of course we did the Easter bunny, Uh but we're trying to do these like resurrection biscuits and all that keeps coming up is the Easter bunny, the Easter bunny. And I almost like threw that basket out the front door. (laughs) I'm telling you, I was this close to me like, there is no Easter bunny. And by the way, there is no Santa. Yeah. You know, like (laughs) my husband had to like restrain me. I, I was, I was just to the end of it. So, you know, but we'll do it one more year. We decided probably early on that we weren't going to do Santa. Genius. uh, I think that's genius. (laughs) For me, it was just like, I don't, I don't even know why, because it's not that we don't do any kind of fairy tale stuff. Like we do the tooth fairy. Um, when, before I had a lot of kids, I did the backpack fairy, which was fun. Like, I don't know where I read this, but the backpack brought the backpack fairy filled your backpack up with supplies the night before. (gasps) That is so cute. It's cute, but it's dumb because then your kid has to drag all those supplies in and now you can just drop them off early. And it's, you know, so the backpack fairy (laughs) can still come, but maybe she could bring, I don't know, something for the first day of school, whatever. Right. But one of my girlfriends was like, I can't believe you do the tooth fairy and the backpack fairy, but you don't do Santa. And I just thought, you know, for me, it was always just like, I don't want any kind of something competing with Jesus for me personally. And every, I don't, we don't think Santa's bad. If you come to my house, you're going to be probably going to see something about Santa. Like, but even what's funny, Sarah, is I was thinking about this just yesterday. One of my kids looked at me and said, is Santa real? And I kid you not, we've never done Santa in our house (laughs) one time. And I've told them all he's not real, but that's how kids are. He was just like, is Santa real? And I I just said, well, what do you think? And he said, no. And I said, no, he's not. Like I, I, we don't ever make it like a Santa is bad only right, Jesus. Right, um, right. but it's funny because even my kids sometimes will still ask is Santa real and I'm like no I mean what, what do you think like, yeah. do you think he is or do you think he's not and 
It's just right. funny. So that's that's kind of what we do for Christmas. Do you and your husband get each other gifts? Um, yes, because my love language is gift giving, oh, and that's a good better, love language for he better to give be me to. gifts. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so do you like to receive gifts as well? I do. I love okay. to give. I, I make a big deal, like I said, about my birthday. Um, mm-hmm. I like to make a big deal about presents. Um, and we figured that out kind of fortunately early on in yes. our marriage, what each other's like thing is. Uh-huh. And so, um, yeah, I mean, but you know, it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, this year we're, you know, going to Disney world. And so we're not on Christmas, but just for a quick little weekend mm-hmm. as much as our budget can afford this year. Yeah. And so, um, we're, that's literally like our, you know, family present kind of thing. And yeah. so, I mean, and to me, that's, that's kind of, a, and it, now. Um, if I'm being honest, I will be a little bit pissy if my husband does not give me a little teeny right. tiny something. To yes. And I think he knows that by now. He probably 30, knows 12, that. 12 yeah. years of marriage. And so, you know, I'll give him something too, but yeah. um, definitely, but they aren't huge things. Yeah. Like we don't do the huge thing. Although, I mean, that would be very cool, but you know, these days where you got to make your money kind of stretch. That's exactly right. Yeah. It does. So. And I like it that y'all realize that this makes you feel loved. So it's oh, yeah. Special. It's not just like buying, you know, a scarf at Target just because you have to. You know, it's like, oh, I really want to think about this because this is how my wife feels loved. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I like agonize because it's my love language that I speak, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I try to speak that to him. Yeah. And so I make a big deal like, what do I get him? All he does is golf. Like, that's his thing. Like, yeah. that's how much golf stuff can I get? <laughs> right. And, you know, I start agonizing and it's not his love language. And I've realized that. So as long as I make an effort, yeah. <laughs> but so, but then I do, you know, I try to speak his love language, mm-hmm. which is that quality time and yeah. make sure we, you know, take a good na- date night or, yeah. you know, whatever. So I think the love language thing is huge, huge. It's huge. And when we figured that out, I mean, like Aaron feels loved a lot from me uh, by words of affirmation. Yeah, yeah. And so he's an artist. He's a musician. And so yeah. he plays me a new song. I mean, I am not an artist. I'm not a musician. I don't hear things the way he does. Right. And so sometimes when he plays me a new song, my reaction is just like, oh, that's good, you know. But to him, he needs me to, like, affirm him. Why is it uh-huh. good? What do you oh. like about it? And that's really hard for me. And so I have to, like have my A game on and be ready yeah. and know that this makes him feel loved. You know, yeah. I remember a couple of years ago, I think I was on the road with him or something. And someone was asking me about some of the songs that he sang. Did he write them? And I just kind of jokingly like, I have no idea. And he oh. told me later, like, you know, I'm just joking. And I really, you know, I wasn't trying to be mean at all, but he was just like, you know, I just wish that you, you knew more about what I've done. And I was like, right. I mean, it was like a stab in the heart. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. Like, it matters, you know, that matters yeah. to him. And so I take more of an effort to do that for sure. Well, that's good. I mean, you can't beat yourself up for that because if that's not your love language and you haven't, you know, you, ha- you, you, it takes time to figure out oh, what each other yes. speaks. And now I you love know. him even better in that way because we right. had our rocky paths of figuring that out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think it's also like, I, I love doing, you know, figuring out with your kids, yeah. like the kids love language thing. And, um, so that's a huge, you know, huge, that was a game changer for us. So fun. How long did you say y'all been married? Um, we've been married 12 years. Okay. So fun. Yeah. We, um, we got engaged. Um, it's funny for my Aggie friends out there listening. 
Um, we got engaged underneath the um, century tree at, at in College Station on campus, and there's like this YouTube video like floating out there of the, y'all of us. Uh, like I was so skinny and so like little. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, you have to you have to send it to me because oh, I want to see it. Goodness, it's funny. So my husband was in the Corps of Cadets, and he planned this whole thing um with all his you know little core uh-huh. cadet buddies and um it was this huge surprise with rose petals lining the pathway what well, just so happened that the the university was um sending a camera crew out and about on campus to film little clips of the happenings on campus and when they saw what was going on with like the saber arch and all of that stuff under the century tree they like they got it and and um that darn video, I don't know if it still plays, but it plays like in the welcome center. Um, so funny. <laughs> so if you see it, a little skinny girl in a red dress. <laughs> that that is so funny. Well, you know, it, it's just funny to look back because, I, you know, things change. <laughs> so you see these videos. It's so long ago. <laughs> oh, we have our engagement on um, video that I would love to show my kids, but it's on a VHS. So is my wedding. It's oh, that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you could totally get that converted, I'm sure. Totally. I know. It's just a matter of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, how many other things do you need to do that are a matter of doing it Exactly. <laughs> Where you have to, like, put something in your car and go somewhere. That It always okay. gets me right there. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing that. Uh, so fun. So, are y'all, y'all, so y'all are going to Disney World for Christmas. We are. We've never taken our kids to a Disney vacation. Um, and I don't know when we'll do it or how we'll afford it because it is not cheap. No. And it's no. a drive for us, you know, yeah, and who yeah. can afford to put six people on a plane? Oh my. And you know, so I don't know when we'll do it. It's one of those things I, you know, we wanted to do it before my son was like too old to like, <laughs> or when he like ran after Buzz Lightyear. Yes. You want 11, you don't want an 11 year old like running after Buzz Lightyear. Like they, <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Yeah. Um, you want to get him while he still loves all the characters. Yeah. And so we just, um, we're going for a quick weekend. That's all our budget can take. And we can drive down there in like eight hours. That's so great. Okay. But really, I mean, if you catch it on a deal, like you, they have all these deals where we got our free, we got free dining the whole oh, that's weekend. great. Yeah. So, I mean, you just got to, you know, go when the good deals yeah. are. and all and, that adds up. Oh, my word. Yes. All that money I'm, adds up. Yeah. I can't, I don't even know yet. Like I can't, like I can't fathom how that's going to add up. You know, I'm letting my husband take care of that at this point. Exactly right. This is so good. Oh. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am on how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Okay, so where can people get a copy of your book? Um, really any one of your favorite online retailers. Okay. Um, some of the stores are, well, I know for sure Lifeway stores are carrying Just Rise Up. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Christian, a family Christian has them. Um, but if you're doing online, Amazon or oh, Christian or really, you know, anywhere the online um, right. stores. 
Okay, so if so, anyone's listening, I'm, I'm going to put everything up in the show notes, anything we talked about, and I'll put a link uh, for Sarah's books, and you can check them out as well, and I'll put a link to her blog as well, and um, and I'll put all the ways to contact you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. People can connect with you that way. Thank you. Yay, Sarah. This has been fabulous. Thank you so much for joining the happy hour today, and I hope you'll have fun at Disney World. I hope so, too, and that we don't, like, I don't, like, lose my mind. That's yeah. just my whole thing. It's only two days. It's only two days. <laughs> and I've, I've, I've heard that you really got to get up and get there when it opens and stay till the end. Like, go, go hard or go home for two days. Oh, yeah. We're getting our money's worth. That's for sure. That's exactly right. I'll be, like, the first one at that gate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, well, we're early risers anyway. So, yeah, there's no shame in getting up and going. Get it up and go. I love it, love it, love it. Um, okay. Well, Sarah, thanks for joining us. Thank you. All right. All you people for the happy hour. I'll see you next week. Friends, thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the happy hour with my friend Sarah Martin. And Sarah's graciously going to give away some books to you guys. So all you need to do is head over to jamieivy.com and leave a comment under the show notes. Anything. You can tell me your brother's name or what you loved about the show or why you want to win the book. Anything, and then I'll pick the winners in a week. And so you could win a book for you or for a friend. Thanks for listening. I want to say again a shout-out to Christian who left a comment over on iTunes. They said, where do I begin? First, let me say I'm a natural critic. I take in everything with a critical eye. I think, how can this be better? Maybe it could be done differently. This creates a quandary in my relationship with Happy Hour because there are no answers to these questions. It's such a fantastic balance of humor and truth, parenting and shop talk. I don't have many friends with children as old as mine, so I particularly appreciate the moms who speak to parenting children in middle school and beyond. I feel more prepared, like I need to be armed or in therapy or something to take on middle school, but prepared nevertheless. Thanks. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that you love the show, and thanks for listening. Thanks for leaving a comment. If you want more Happy Hour, go subscribe on iTunes and leave a rating or comment because it really helps me find the show. Guys, you're awesome, and I have so many fabulous shows up ahead for you guys that I can't wait to share with you. Jessica Turner, Sarah Cawley, Lindsay Wheeler. I've got some fabulous guests coming up. So it's going to be a lot of fun. See you next week on the happy hour. Hey, Mom. First things first, thank you. It's my one-year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help. And yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost.